Hi, my name is Stephen Rafferty, and you're watching These Are Questions. This is the interview show where I ask people questions about things, life, and such not. And today's guest is an up-and-coming actor. He's also a beat maker, producer, and an independent music artist. Please welcome Dondre Tuck. Hey, hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to These Are Questions. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you for being a part. We appreciate you being here on the show. We're going to get right into the interview itself. Before we get into the interview, I need to explain the rules of These Are Questions. Dondre, I'm going to ask you a series of questions going to be based around your career and aspirations, along with a mixture of questions that are borderline idiotic, well, randomly stupid. Okay. Do you accept those terms? I, I accept. Okay, okay, great. So, Dondre, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Internet, are you ready? Feeling it. I'm feeling it. I can feel it. There's energy going on. This is going to be a good interview. These are questions, so I feel that they are ready. Mm -hmm. With that in mind, let's begin. So thank you so much for being a part of These Are Questions. Um, I know you as Dondre, but I actually know by your nickname, Tuck, is how we formerly introduced, um, formerly met and introduced each other when we met at season one, episode two's guest, Carolina's rap party there. Shout out to her. So um, awesome, awesome guest there. And I got to learn more about what you do and I got to see you perform a little bit and I know the talent that you have. I would love for you to formally introduce yourself and ex explain exactly what you do in acting and performance. All right, well, thank you again for having me. My name is Dondre Tuck. Stage name is Tuck for whatever reason, all my life, no one could say Dondre. Uh, so Tuck is more than okay. I've been acting since I was young, man. Started in the church, evolved into uh, middle school, high school, went to School of the Arts and uh, went to college for a bit, realized I really wanted to be an actor, so I continued to pursue it, and I became a film actor right after college. But mainly, I my focus is is stage and film acting, but I'm slowly transitioning to uh, the film side of things. But yeah, I'm not sure if you had any other questions or if there was like a part two to that question, but uh, yeah, that's just loosely uh, what I do in, in acting. Very cool, very cool. No part two to this question. I have many other questions to ask you, but related to that question, that's the main point of that question there. And I've seen a little bit of your work online and what you've been doing, and, and you're definitely making those moves right now, and you're continuously improving as an actor and as a performer there. And I can't wait to see how you dwell into more of the film side of acting, because as you know, acting has very different realms and different ways of perfecting your craft, whether it be in film acting, stage acting, or film acting, you know, um, everything is different there. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, naturally, theater is more more broad. The expressions are bigger. You got to project a little further. And film is more sensitive. It's more conversational. So it, it is an art on how you approach both. But I do think both uh, aspects or mediums of acting are important to the actor. So. Absolutely. And it gives you more of a repertoire for your skill sets in the sense of learning the theater aspect and also the film aspect and also gives you more chances to have opportunities to showcase your skills, you know, um, and you know the differences between the two so that you can play around with those skill sets in each production or in each um, uh, theater show, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, you're not just an actor you know you're also a beat producer and you're you're an up and coming independent music artist. Um, can you identify the moment 
where you decided that you wanted to create music? Um, you know, to be fair, music's kind of been in my family for forever since I, as long as I know. Uh, started in the choir, started in the church, so I've always been surrounded by music, but it really wasn't until the day I discovered GarageBand and I started playing around. And once I realized I could literally export the song or the beat I made, you know, out into, you know, the world, I realized I'm like, yo, this is actually crazy. You know, the way technology's evolved. So that's when I kind of made the the decision, at least subconsciously, to pursue making music. Uh, it wasn't until 2020 where I went on like a crazy run. Obviously, you know, the pandemic, nothing to do. So I literally just sat around and made, I think I made at least 100 beats between that time period. And um, crazy enough, I've shipped a couple beats to friends. And long story short, a lot of those beats have, have been um, picked up and I've sold a couple beats. And a lot of people have produced over it, rapped over it. So unintentionally, I've, I've stepped into this world. You know, I started off making beats just for myself to kind of entertain myself. And I started sharing with friends and they they enjoy what I make. So uh, just slowly trying to uh, dive into that now, um, that that aspect of my talent. Very cool. Very cool. And that's just another skill set that increases your overall repertoire and viability of how you are as a talent there. And, um, you know, beat making is so intricate. It's so detail oriented. It's very technical. I had a chance to interview Dom Verdi, which was in season one. He's another talented beat maker. And like he was going into like the detail of like the nuances that you go for each individual instrument, each individual sample you're trying to do and trying to mix it and blend it all together. So I can imagine you have a very similar sense of like the technicality the detailness and how much you want to go to make the exact sound you're trying to go for. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I'm not, a, I'm not a traditional, um, you know, musician, you know, I don't know how to play the piano. I don't play any instruments. So it's, it's all coming from the laptop and my ideas in my head, how I can flip the samples and, you know, play with the sound. So, um, you know, I do a lot of YouTube videos on how to make this sound and do this, but um, yeah, I don't let that stop me from trying to do new things. But it is it's definitely a process trying to approach it and, you know, EQing it and how you want to add certain samples here and there and what sounds right, what doesn't sound right. Uh, it, it definitely is a process. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, it absolutely is there. And um, there's nothing wrong with learning from YouTube. A lot of people, including myself, are self-taught in various skill sets there. And like that's some of the best ways to learn it through trial and error, through just playing around with softwares and seeing what work and what doesn't work there, um, you know? So there's not, there's something very cool about that I and mean, about that process of making those sounds and making those uh, beats together, you know? No, absolutely. I don't know, man. It's like, I, I enjoy acting. Acting will always have my heart, but it's it's something about creating something that you can't tangibly feel, putting it into the world and having people, people be affected by it and people moving to it. it. It's something to me, it's like almost spiritual. I don't know, man. Like, Music is crazy. Yeah, it is an experience with it, whether you're the listener of the said music and you're feeling the vibes of what the individual is creating, or if you're the creator on the other side, expressing what you want your audience to feel from you. So absolutely, there's a very humanistic experience with that. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. I'm team music, man. I love it. I love it. That's right. Tough music. Hey, you know what? Steven, you might be on to something. Hey, listen, so, listen, I'm here to just ask dumb questions. You know what I mean? And uh, sometimes I give ideas. Sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. All right. All right. But you can take that one. You give that there. If you become a big record label or a big producer. Yeah, you write it down. Yeah, I'm telling you. Well, you can, right. write it down. you can just watch it when it comes out, when this airs, you know. Actually, yeah, good point. Good point. Timestamp. <laughs> um, very cool. But yes, I'm very intrigued in what you're trying to do. That's awesome there. But let me ask you this question. 
Um, Dondre, why do people like peppermint patties? Honestly, I don't know why anyone would eat a peppermint patty. Personally, I'll be honest, I've never had one. I've never seen one. I'm Wait, trying to... Time out, time out. I understand not ha never having one. Fair enough, but you've never seen one? No, no, Hold no, no. On. Hold on, gonna get oh. Google here. <laughs> we're not sponsored by the company that makes it, so we're not gonna say the name, but... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, this is put, yeah, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show it to you. No, I'm showing the screen. I'm gonna show it to All my right. audience in case anybody else doesn't know what a peppermint patty is. I guess it's not. I guess it's not as popular as I thought it was. You guys, don't kill me. It's okay. I'm not. Uh, uh, we're not here to do that. We're here to ask questions and and learn from each other while learning stupid questions. Uh, no, it's a stupid question. I think it's a good question. Why do people eat them? Why? I, I don't know. That's why I asked you. But this is what a I, peppermint patty looks like. And I'll put it on the screen. Hopefully, you can see that. That is not a good picture. Hold on. <laughs> Scratch oh. that. That was not a good picture. Okay, better picture. Hopefully, my light can see it. See, it's like dark chocolate, and it's minty in the inside. Oh, 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 I think those are nice. Those are good. I think it's... So you do know what it is. Yeah, I, I don't know why I thought like of a Jamaican patty. Right. <laughs> wait, wait have, you, have you never had a Jamaican patty either? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, about to, I'm about to call you. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, call me out, man. Hey, listen. I, I, I don't good. mean to call you out. I just got really worried. No, no, you're good, man. You're good, you're good. Bro, I just, I don't know why I imagine, like, peppermints inside of, like, a flaky flower patty. I'm so sorry. Maybe that's the next version, a Jamaican peppermint patty. Man, as long as they give me my credit, bro, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> you got to, that, that you got to write down and, and, like, copyright that right away. Someone's going to take that. Thank God this is not live. If this was YouTube or something, dude, my deal would have been stolen. So we're, I think we're safe. Okay, okay, okay. Make sure, make sure, make sure. Um, I'm going to follow up with an unrelated but related question, but it's really unrelated. Um, do you know what the narwhal is? Narwhal, yeah. Those are those um, sea creatures with the, the long nail or like, I don't, I'm not sure if it's a nail or a tooth or what it is. They call it a tusk. A tusk. Yeah. So like kind of like, like an elephant tusk. It's like their version of that. It reminds me of a Pokemon. Like when I yeah. when I look at them, I'm like, yo, this is definitely inspired from uh, Pokemon or vice versa. There probably is a Pokemon that's that is based out of a narwhal. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look and like I'll Google it and just see if the, if it's there. And if it's there, I'll just put the name of it there. So, okay, bet. Yeah, I'm gonna look. We're gonna look this up when I do my edit right now. And I'm editing, and it's gonna be like three o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna be like, okay, here we go. Google search right now. Oh snap! Mm -hmm. Dang, so you edit pretty late. Like you, you're a night owl. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm a morning person. That's a great question to ask. Um, here's some here's some BTS for those that are watching and, and listening to the episode. Uh, so uh, I produce and edit. This is a one man army. This you know besides the guests obviously that are part of the show. Um, but this is a one man army. I do from the pre booking to pre production to book the guests to the actual production of the interview, which you're currently watching slash listening to right now, to the post-production. So editing all the episodes, including all the quips, the jokes, the one-liners, the uh, behind-the-scenes humor with it, and also doing the yeah, also finding the music with independent artists, um, doing the graphic designs for social media, and also for um, the uh, designs for the thumbnails, the descriptions, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, everything. I am. This is the, this is the closest to a one-man army project that you could possibly be with this show. Nah, that's, I'm actually very impressed. Like, nah, yo, hats off, seriously, because I know that's not easy coordinating everything, getting everyone on the same page, then recording the content, and then going back. No, nah, seriously, dude, I, I've, I've done event production, and I know what it's like. So, bro, strength and guidance, man, you, you got it.
Thank you. Thank you. I try. I try. I've been doing it for a while. And especially with this show, this is, tech, you know, season five, obviously. Um, so I, I've learned a lot from it, but I'm still constantly learning from it. But now I have kind of more of a rhythm pace of how we do certain things. That being said, though, to answer your question, yes, I do edit at like three o'clock in the morning. I've edited at four o'clock in the morning. I've edited at seven o'clock in the morning. I've edited at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I've done all the hours. <laughs> Just make sure you have a coffee with that. Um, Just, to, you know, keep going. Thank you. Uh, I, fun fact, I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm a tea drinker, so I don't yeah. drink coffee. It makes two of us. What's your favorite tea? Oh, uh, uh, rose hip and hibiscus tea. Hmm. Okay, I think I think I know. It's like kind of, um, it's not burgundy, but like red. It has yeah, like a... it's, a, it's like blood red. Okay, I know what yes. you're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's good yes. for the summer. It's good for, um, It's it, I, I don't want to say fruity is the right word, but it's like a Mm, um, I don't want to say herbal either because it is an herbal tea, but like that's like every tea, but like it's a, uh, it's got like a quaint taste. It's very, um, it's nice and subtle, you know. Okay. And it's got a pack of flavor at the end of it with the hibiscus. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good ingredient. Solid, solid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm team, uh, team lemon ginger, man. You can't beat it. Oh, you can't beat that. That's like the combo, golden combo right there. Never misses. Never misses. It's good. It's good stuff. Drink your lemon ginger tea, everyone. Don't drink coffee. Drink tea. Or drink coffee. I can't tell you what to do. It's the internet. You do you. Do you. <laughs> um, and, you know, I know you've been working and acting and working in, in various credits, and we talked a little about your theater, your film, and your digital media credits. Um, but I want to ask, out of all of those kind of credits, which is one production that really stands out for you, and why? Uh, one out of everything? Okay. Um... Well, I'll say this, obviously, I I'd probably have to say Camp Twilight. Um, that was the first real, I'll say real movie that I've worked on where I felt like a professional. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, they had like the trailers and, you know, they had like the B-list celebrities, whatever the case may be. But it was the first time I felt like legit working on a set and the way that the set moved, we, got, we shot two for two weeks straight and the way it moved was fast. Um, the way the shots we captured was amazing. Even the end product, the, the way the movie came out, I thought was pretty good as well. Being that we shot it in Florida and nothing against Florida, but uh, I, I'm very, I look back and I could sit here and say Camp Twilight was one of my favorite project working on and looking back the favorite project that came out decent that I enjoyed, um, that I can rewatch anytime. And again, it's like a B horror film, slasher film. It's nothing like life changing, but I, I definitely look back and I, I enjoy that project for sure. That's cool. That's cool. And there's nothing wrong with like, a. I don't want to even say the term B movie or like slasher horror flick, you know what I mean? Like, it's how you experience it when you're working on it. So like, you know, obviously you worked on films, I've worked on films. It's like some of the films I've enjoyed working on are like more on the independent side than more of the national TV stuff, just because of the experience that I had and who I was working with, you know? Everyone's different. No, this is true. This is true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it's dope. It's just dope. That's cool. That's awesome. You got to send me a copy so I can watch it and see your performance. No, bro, it's actually on, it's on Amazon. I think it's I think it's free. Before you have to pay like $2 to rent it, but it's free to watch on Amazon. Okay, well, there you go. Plug right there. Everyone go check it out right now. Well, not right now. Watch the episode or listen to the episode. Then maybe one of the things? Maybe, like, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'll figure it out when I edit this at 2, 2.27 in the afternoon. I don't know. <laughs> in that specific time i'm gonna film it at that time and just take a screenshot for you right there and be like hey editing at 2 27 p.m right now all right let's get it let's get it let's get it all right my next question is something i actually want to show you um this is a dice cube 
Okay. Okay. And I and it goes from one to six. I just okay. want you to let me know what number do you think this ice cube is going to land on? I always go bigger, go home. So we're going with six. Six. Okay. Six isn't a good no is a good number to my knowledge. Who knows? But remember that number. That's something you should remember because this will play a bigger role at the end of These Are Questions, season five. Okay. All right. I'm excited. Okay, I'm excited too. I, mean, I, I don't know where it's going to land. It could land on six. It could land on one. It could land on two. Um, it can land on seven. I don't even know. Who knows? <laughs> this I don't one. think there's seven sides to... Uh... Okay. I'll, I'll just draw right now. <laughs> draw next to <laughs> zero. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But all I know is that we'll we'll find out the mystery of this cube at the end. These are questions, season five. So stay tuned, everyone. There you go. Okay. Let me ask you this. Have you ever played Pac-Man? I have, of course. Okay. Can you name me the names of the four ghosts that chases Pac-Man? Nah, uh, not even one. Like red, orange, pink, white. <laughs> are those their names? <laughs> they have names? They have names. Yes, yes. <laughs> Okay. I love, I, love, I love that though. That was a great. No, that's good logic. Like the name of the colors. You need the colors to be the names. That, that's not. That's not bad. That's not <laughs> a bad guess. Um, I'm gonna tell you the names. So the names are Inky, Blinky, Pinky. Pinky. Okay, you know Pinky. Okay. You've heard that one. You've heard that one. Yes. And then the and then the last ghost is Clyde. Clyde. Yes. What? Okay. Wait. Which one? Which one's Clyde? Is it the red one? It's the blue one. Why, why the blue? I don't know. Okay. Cl Clyde seems like a good name for someone that's blue. Clyde. So Inky, Pinky, Stinky? In what was no. <laughs> stinky. Inky, <laughs> Blinky, Pinky, and Clyde. That's so annoying because Blinky should be blue, but okay. 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 Yes, yes, yes. And if, if I messed up, I'll, I'll make sure that everyone knows that I messed up and botched it because I can't remember the colors right now. And I think Clyde is the blue one. But now I'm thinking, now I'm second guessing right now. Ooh, ooh. And I got to research now. I Let me ask you, though, you know, what you're, you kind of already answered, but I want to follow up a little bit further. Where do you want to take your beats slash where do you want to take your music to into the future? You know, man, like it. So I'm going I'm to be honest. Can I be honest? Sure. Now that I won't even, I, I can't even call it success, but now that I've made beats that people enjoy, you know, people ask, hey, man, can you send me something? Can you know, have you made anything? Yada, yada, yada. But originally for me, when I started making beats, it was just to make beats. You know, I wasn't making it for a purpose. The only purpose was for me to entertain myself and maybe record myself. But, you know, over time, I, I've, you know, worked on some of these beats and projects with my friends. Uh, I feel, I want to say responsibility, but I do feel a little pressure kind of make something that people do enjoy, which which I don't want because again, I just I do this for the the fun of it, for the in the craft. Obviously if there's a beat that someone likes, you know, by all means take it, use it, have it. But I, I do see myself just continuing to have fun with it. You know, I think that's where I find the most joy. I, I make the best beats when I'm having fun. When I'm not having fun and I'm trying to make something, it never ends up coming out to be what I, I envision it. So I think I just want to continue having fun, continue making it for me. And I think the rest will take care of itself because obviously it can have an intention to make a number one hit record. But if I'm not make, having fun doing that, then who cares about the, the hit record? I'm stressing myself to do to go number one. But 
yeah, just keep having fun. Let the music, you know, goes where it goes. And I, I do want to continue to get better. I do want to continue to improve as a songwriter, but I'm not trying to, you know, say, hey, man, I'm trying to be the hottest artist and push my music in front of people's faces. Uh, it's for me first. If I can enjoy it, that's good. And if people enjoy it with me, even better. That's my approach. I love that approach. I think that's very solid and it's a good foundation for yourself. And don't necessarily worry about others in the sense of like, oh, you got to go to their style and their purpose and what they, they think your beats are going to be. You do what you think your beats you want to be, if that makes any sense. Like focus on what you want to do with them. And then as you focus on that, people who are interested in you and in your music will come to you. The right people will come to you. No, thank you, man. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. Sometimes I have this like internal dialogue with myself, but um, I I, I do appreciate that. And it's it's tough. It's not easy because as you start doing more and more, you're putting your stuff out to the world essentially, you know, or to let's say a group of individuals and different people, and like you don't know how it's going to be interpreted, you know. But at the end of the day, you're defining your own unique style. There's only one unique person of you, and and that's you, at least to my knowledge. Uh, I don't know if you have like a hidden twin or like a you know th- you know. A long lost, you know, a brother from another, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just messing with you. But like, my point is, is that everyone is unique in their own way. And like, you're going to work on something differently than I'm going to work on something. We all have our unique styles and cadence there. And like, how you put it out is how you put it out. And people will come, like I said, the right people will come to you when it's the right time, when it's the right opportunity, when it's the right um, situation there. It always works out. No, thank you. Thank you, man. I'm going to just keep keep doing what I was doing before, you know, just keep having fun with it. But I, I do appreciate that. You're welcome. Welcome. Just keep rocking it. You never know. You never know where things are going to go and how things are going to lead you. And like I always and I was just talking to another guest for this season. You don't know who it is because I'm not telling anybody anything unless you're watching this right now. Then you'll know the, the, somewhat of the guest list. <laughs> but I was saying, like, if you're doing things that you like as a hobby there, you've already won. But if you're doing it to do that in the further career-wise or further financial-wise, then I would say you won like a jackpot. Either way, it's a win-win. So just do the things you like doing, and then if it dwells into something else, great. If not, at least you're enjoying it as yourself, as your time. So either way, it's a win. Wow, you're preaching to me, man. You're preaching to me. Thank yeah, you. I, I try not to. These are not these are preachers or these are preachies. Or, you know, this is these are yeah. questions. <laughs> At least oh, last time I checked. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah, you got bars too, man. Hey, I might have to get you on a single, bro. I see you got bars, man. I try to. Uh, I go afar as I go ajar as I hit the car. Yeah. And I find like bizarre. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not a I I'm not a rapper. If you want to listen and 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 watch rappers, I recommend Mikey SB and Alyssa Marie, and only because SB's I interview hard. them. Huh? Yeah, he's, Mikey SB is hard. Oh yeah, Everything. man. You know, him? oh man, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, he's my first guest on these are questions. He's episode one. Wow, legendary! Mm-hmm. What a way to start it. Yeah, no, he's going places. Yeah, yeah. Mark, mark my words, bro. He's going places. Oh, I, I'm definitely sharing this to him now. I'm definitely when this the episode comes out, <laughs> he's gonna watch that clip. No, and, no, I, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. and I recommend Alyssa Marie too, since you're into the hip hop scene, into the rap scene. She's another extremely talented um, rapper there. Um, What's but my, uh, Alyssa Marie. Alyssa Marie. Yeah. She's been around for a, a while, underground, independent. She's a super talented uh, rapper and musical artist. I interviewed her gratefully last season for season four. Um, season four, episode six, I believe. I'll check that later. But it's in season four. Is yeah, 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 yes, that is her. Okay, okay, okay. Got it, got it, got it, got it. 
Say less. So you check her out. Check out her music. I recommend. And I check. And you know Mike ESB. You know how he's good he is. So like, check him out. Check all of our musicians that we have. We do not have rappers. We have multi instrumentalists. We have funk groups like Tokyo Group GOC. We have um we have musicians this season. Spoiler. I'm not telling anything. You know what I mean? To watch it. And um, what do you call it? Uh, Carolina was on it, episode two. So like, you know. Carolina. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just saying. Just saying. Plugging in again. Um, check out all the episodes. Every single one of them. Um, I forget what my point was. Oh, uh, what was I put again? I forgot. It was a, a tangent here uh, <laughs> um, about um, hip hop and artists. Like, I'm not a I'm not a rapper by any stretch, but I've done spoken word, so that's why I have the rhythm. Mm, and I have okay. the rhyme scheme, so I, I, I see, know. I yeah, see you live. you're legit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I am legit. I've done a te- I've done a TEDx talk that was a spoken word, so like that is as legit as you can get. Wow, I this is breaking news. Yes, breaking news. Well, it's not that breaking news. It's been in for a while, but it's breaking news to you at the moment that I have done a TEDx talk called um, "State of Time: Spoken Word on How Time Affects the Human Psyche." You know, I will look this up after our interview. I will. I promise. Yes, yes, yes. But it's not about me. I'm not. I'm not the the main focus for today for this interview. You're the main focus, and you know we are wrapping up this interview for these are questions. Um, but I do have two final questions I want to ask you. And the first one is what's a cool piece of advice for someone who wants to get into acting or get into creating music? Oh man, that's a great question. That's a really good question. Thank you. Um, you know, the only real advice I could give um, is just to stay true to yourself, man. Like don't second guess, you know, if you feel something inside of you, don't allow outside sources to influence your thoughts, good or bad, you know? There's good influences that look good and there's bad influences that can be good. Obviously, influences in general, you know, I, I wouldn't, just be careful who you allow to influence you, but the biggest thing for sure is to, to believe in yourself, trust in yourself, trust your choices, uh, and trust trust what you feel because you feel that for a reason. Um, you know, we have feelings for a reason. You know, if you feel, like your knee hurts, that's a sign because, you know, something's not right with your knee, right? So if you feel like you have passion for X, Y, Z, to me, logically, it only makes sense to to give that attention and to at least pursue it to see where it takes you. But yeah, definitely stay true to yourself and, and always pull from yourself when you can. Obviously, acting, it kind of can be a little different, but I, I always am a true believer in pulling from yourself to try and bring um, art into into existence so yeah that's really it man like there's no secret mojo like nah i haven't that's really it man just trust yourself Mm -hmm. that's simple advice right there that's sometimes the simplest advices are some of the best advice you can get and it's simple as that just trust in yourself trust in your intuition to see what happens yeah yeah man Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and as we're finalizing this interview for these questions i just have one more question to ask you and i have a scenario for you you are playing for an NBA team of your choosing, past or present. Who would be on your dream team? Wow. Yo, dang. All right, all right. I gotta be honest. It's between two teams. Okay. Miami Heat, Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. But I gotta go to LA. I love the Lakers. Team Kobe, rest in peace. Rest in peace, man. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. But yeah, I, I definitely play for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'd probably go 2008. I'd have to have uh, Kobe, Paul Gasol, Derek Fisher, 
Um, I think Matt Barnes was on that team. Andrew Bynum. I'd probably come off the bench unless now nah, I'd probably come off the bench. Probably be six man. Come in, give him a quick, you know, 25 buckets. Um, yeah, I'd play for the Lakers, man. Okay. All right. Very cool. Very cool. I mean, the Lakers are a legendary franchise there, so, you know, they can't are. go wrong with them. Yeah. I mean, they're they successful. They're going to do better though, man. They've been, they've been slacking. I know LeBron's, he's trying his best, but we need help. We need yeah. help. What it speaks in valleys, you know what I mean? You got to rebuild and refocus on everything there. Um, I, I, I do like the Lakers. I'm a Golden State fan. However, my home okay. team my dream team is Miami Heat you know what I mean and we oh, had that yeah. we we had we had we had LeBron we had we had Bosch we had Wade you know as a dream team there and even before that we had Wade and Shaq just killing it before you know I mean? like I, I I that's those are my that's my dream teams right there <laughs> if I was good at basketball which I'm okay I'm better more football mm-hmm. person but I put yeah I could do something you know decent enough huh? Yeah, okay. I'm not the best at basketball. I'm not gonna lie, but I could play. I could you know. say, man, if you want to play, I'm very, very, very almost to a fault competitive. Okay. Yeah, it's I am problem. not. I am not competitive, <laughs> but I'll play. <laughs> oh, but I'll play though. Absolutely. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. We got to set it up in the future. In the future. In the future. You know. Mm-hmm. Welcome to these are basketballs. Oh, Toby. Boom! Just like that. Just like that. Mm-hmm. And just like that, we are at the end. Of our these are questions interview, Dondre Tuck, Dondre Tuck, awesome for you being a part of these are questions. But now the floor is yours. Anything you want to talk about, anything you want to promote, anything you want to say before we wrap up this interview, the internet floor is yours. Take it away. Um, yeah, follow me, Tuck Turns Up, if you guys care. Instagram, uh, SoundCloud. I definitely have more music coming. I have a project that I'm passionate about that I plan on releasing this year. Um, check me out, DondreTuck.com. I'm working on some new stuff. I'm trying to get into the game, be a little more social on Instagram and things of that nature. But, um, yeah, just trying to continue to work on new projects. I finished a short film that was shot in one take. We finished that last year. So I'm hoping it comes out sometime this year to kind of push that, promote that. Obviously, follow me on Instagram. You'll be able to see that. And hopefully I'll shoot another project or be shooting another project April, May. I can't give too much details, but that'll be another short film I'm working on. So definitely excited. Also, last thing, I'm working on my Spanish internet. If you want to encourage me, please help me. Help me. I'm trying to become uh, fluent in Spanish. So um, yeah, trying to get those speaking, Spanish speaking roles. Mm-hmm. You got this, man. You got this. Uh, my best bet, since you, I know the area where you're at, like we were in, we were in close to Miami time. So like, just go around, visit places and just, embrace the cultures and get into conversations. That'll be my advice on there and just get practicing with it. And then if you mess up, you just learn from that very quickly. You'll know very quickly. CC two S me amigo. Ah, me amigos. <laughs> amigos forever. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, for those that are made it to the end here, we just want to say thank you for watching on my YouTube channel or listening on our various podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for these or questions or my name and it pops right up. But well, we thank you for that. And just like that, we're going to finish off with just saying one more thing. And that one more thing is that you have been watching slash listening to these are questions. Good night, everyone. Boom, 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 boom. Oh,